This conversation on COVID-19 is made possible by Discovery. Dr. Masina Mabunda is the head of wellness at Discovery Vitality. It's been an interesting few months uh, for most of us stuck at home. Okay, it's not level five anymore, but uh, a lot of good eating and a lot of good exercising has seems to have gone out of the window for many South Africans. Are you seeing a similar trend within the Vitality members? Alec, it has most certainly been an interesting year for most of us. The pandemic and the associated lockdown has really changed life as we know it. And um, as you rightly point out, prior to the pandemic, we've had a physical inactivity challenge. We were not as active as we should have been. We were not eating as well as we should. And what the pandemic and the associated lockdown did is that it exacerbated those strains. Um, and, and I'll give you an example about what I mean using physical um, activity and example. You will recall that um, one of the measures that the government took to try and flatten the curve was to introduce a state of national disaster and lockdown, where from lockdown level five, mobility was severely restricted. And what we saw was that in lockdown level five, there was a 48% reduction as compared to the baseline, which is March, in physical activity. And that was a combination of just there not being options for people to exercise, but also a combination of people being overwhelmed and not being able to capitalize on other ways of exercising that we were not familiar to. And as the lockdown levels started to ease and it became easier to exercise outdoors um, and people started getting accustomed to the way of living in this new normal, we started to see um, a recovery where things were not as worse as they were in lockdown level 5-4. Um, and now if we compare to, to baseline, there's a 14% reduction in activity. But what is encouraging, though, is as our members have taken on um, wearing devices because we can track activity outdoors. And for those members that exercise um, using their wearable devices, they've been able to maintain their pre-lockdown activity and they've been resilient throughout this process. That's interesting. So it's been a challenging yeah. year. It's very interesting. It's been a challenging year, but... But I think you can see that people are adapting, actually. So if you've, uh, got, if you've got a device, in other words, uh, it kind of reminds you that you've got to remain active. And those people, everything fine, or most of those people are back to pre-lockdown levels. Is that, do I understand you correctly? Yeah, Alec, definitely. I mean, having a device, uh, you're able to actually visualize what you do. Um, I think that motivates people. The ability to track what you do motivates people and you're able to see where you are relative to where you were previously. But they also had the advantage that you could go outside earlier than you could go to gym. Gym's only opened now. So you were able to go outside a lot earlier and, and people started realizing the benefits of being outdoors over and above um, physical activity, just the mental clarity and the stress reduction that you get from being outdoors. So they definitely are back to pre-lockdown levels um, and they're meeting their goals um, as per before. That's so. In, uh, another interesting point, uh, I've recently joined, rejoined a golf club. So I'm, I'm one of your, uh, I fit very squarely into the group that you're talking about. But, to, but engaging with the people at the club, they told me that they've had more new members joining them in the past month than they've had in 20 years, it just sounds quite extraordinary that South Africans maybe, as a result of lockdown, are starting to wake up and saying, hey, we've got to start exercising in some way. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Alec. I mean, I think lockdown, though challenging as it was, it has brought health to the forefront of people's minds. 
it's actually a lot more apparent for people now that looking after your health actually yields dividends. Your ability to protect yourself from COVID over and above wearing a mask and sanitizing and keeping your physical distance is you looking after your health. And also coupled to the fact that the key message around um, protecting ourselves is if you are going to engage, be outdoors as much as possible. That has led to a boon in this outdoor activities like you're talking about your golf and I was mentioning earlier about devices and people running outdoors. So I think it's been a confluence of factors that has led to just a boon in people actually embracing devices and embracing the outdoors. What about healthy eating? So healthy eating is an interesting one where um, SBS started our members' shopping behaviors hadn't changed um, uh, pre- compared to the previous year. But what we saw was that at the start of lockdown, um, the proportion of healthy food purchased was starting to deteriorate. Um, and one can imagine where, you know, what you are accustomed to buying, restaurants were closed, other uh, means of, of of people accessing healthier foods, like you're not allowed to go outdoors. You had to limit the number of times that you can go to a shop to buy food. You had to now start getting used to, do I order online or how do I actually um, get my healthy food? So a combination of that and the stress of being at home led to people actually buying a lot of convenience meals, etc. And what we did is because we know we've got this benefit um, where we incentivize purchasing healthy food, we doubled that um, that benefit where members could get up to 50% cash back on healthy food purchases. And what we saw was phenomenal to say with the introduction of that campaign, uh, people actually um, started buying healthier food purchases than they bought before. And it was just a nice nudge um, to just remind people that challenging as it is looking after your health is a priority and we use behavioral science principles and understanding of member behavior to nudge our members to buy healthier food especially during a time where health was important have you used any other similar incentives on physical activity we had a campaign on devices this was around april when we started seeing that those members with devices are a lot more resilient we did a campaign to make devices a lot more accessible so we realized that it's p- people were taking long to adapt to exercising at home and it was important for us to actually protect our members by enabling them to exercise. So we ran a campaign on devices and the uptake was equally phenomenal um, and members embraced that fully. So the whole behavioral science, which is underlies vitality, really works and you've had an example of it now during lockdown. Yeah, it's it's actually quite phenomenal to see, Alec, in that it, we have we continue to see that incentives work to shift behavior. I mean, I, I recall a study we did, um, the Apple Watch study, um, which is the cornerstone of, of our work in incentivizing healthy behavior, where we saw that by using incentives and behavioral science principles, we're able to show that those members that have an Apple Watch increase their physical activity by more than 34%. And it was a combination of the device, yes, um, the, the the access to it based on how the benefit is structured, but also the behavioral science principle where you essentially can have the Apple Watch on us um, if you meet your physical activity goals. And and people like that idea that I have this device on vitality and the thoughts that if I miss my goal now I have to pay in, it works on the psychology and it actually drives. To, the, to do the right behavior. So we continue to see that incentives are a key part of Discovery's shared value model, which allows us to give our members value. And by value, I also include health in there. But also as a business, we benefit as a result. 
So if you can't measure it, you can't manage it, if you can't uh, see what's going on, you aren't going to manage it either, or you aren't going to eat healthier or exercise more. But how, how have you, um, within the Vitality Program, you've got millions of members, how are they benefiting by following those incentives? So the key crux of how um, members benefit from Discovery is underpinned by Discovery's shared value model, where by leveraging incentives and behavioral science, we yield value for members. And I'll, I'll break it down into threefold. So there's the health value, which we've touched on a little bit. There is ultimate longevity from being healthy and is what I would term value, which is, is around rewards and financial um, benefits for members. From a health perspective, anyone who engages in physical activity, you know in the short term that great feeling that comes with having exercise, those endorphins, and how it sets the tone for your day in the short term. Um, and that allows our members to actually show up in their day-to-day lives a lot more fully. But then the medium to long-term benefits as we know, and our data has continuously shown that those members that engage in vitality and physical activity, they claim less. And claiming less means you're less sick, right? Mm-hmm. And it also means that potentially if you do become unwell, the severity of your illness is not as much as someone who's not active. So therein lies a benefit, huge benefit that members would value because it allows you to spend most of your days um, in good health, thus enhancing the quality of your life. And we've also seen a reduction in mortality uh, because the healthier you are, the more well you are, the longer you live. And that touches on longevity. So not only are you living longer, but your your long life is infused with a quality that is as a result of you being healthy. And then what our members value a lot more, which is top of mind, is they value that that actually comes at their benefit where there's a financial reward. There's a value in being in vitality that members are able to access. I'll give you an example, Alec, using active reward because we've spoken about physical activity. We've got a system where we personalize goals for members every week to incentivize them to reach their physical activity goals. If you reach your goals, you spin a tile, you get a certain miles value, and you can spend your discovery miles in the Vitality Mall. Now, on the Vitality Mall, we've got an assortment of retailers, and members get the prices at less than they would get out there. So you're actually able to save money by exercising. We give you money in terms of discovery miles, and you spend them in the Vitality Mall. So that's one example about how members get value. But also when you engage in physical activity, when you screen we award you with points and points are a proxy for health. We award you with points that accumulate and as they accumulate, you reach a certain status based on how much you engage. The discovery status allows you to even get richer discounts on flights and accommodation. Mm. And members actually value that. So the, the actual value, it's almost like vitality pays itself and you earn more. You're able to access a lifestyle that you may not have been able to afford. And, and your ticket to access in that lifestyle is looking after yourself and your family. What about the impact that has happened because of COVID-19? It's through no fault of your members. They've had to stay at home. They've perhaps not eaten so healthily, etc. What happens to the points earned this year relative, say, to a normal year? Are you rebalancing them in some way? I mean, a part of the effects of that pandemic and the associated lockdown was that members were no longer able to engage with the program in a way that they were able to previously. 
for example, um, the big points in category and discovery is vitality health check. And when the key message is stay at home as much as possible, we found that our members heeded that call and they stayed home in order to protect themselves, but also protect others. So that has resulted in people not being able to maximize points. And though we've seen a lot of people being resilient and in physical activity, again, under the umbrella of staying at home, for those members that did fitness assessments, they were not able to go because part of us flattening the curve required us to stay at home. So what we didn't want to do is to let our members be affected by circumstances that were outside of their control. And we also wanted to ensure that we keep them motivated to engage because ultimately it is our me- through our members being motivated that they continue to engage in the right behaviors, which benefit their health and which allows them to get value from the program. So what we did is we need to make sure that our members are not worse off. And in doing that and in being fair to them, being that we're cognizant of the circumstances that the lockdown imposed, we made a decision that we will award our members their points from last year. From a screening perspective, if you did a health check last year and you were not able to do it this year, we'll award you your points from last year. If you did your health check last year and this year, and your points last year were higher, we would give you the higher of the two points. That's what we did on the health checks. On the fitness side, we would award you your fitness points from Jan to September, either last year or this year, depending on which is higher. And the reason we kept at September is we know the importance of continuously engaging in physical activity. We are seeing that there are multiple options now to engage in physical activity. And we're seeing in the numbers that our members are actually highly engaged in physical activity and they're reaching their goals. So we want them to start getting used to adopting those behaviors. So it was rather important for our members to know that we understand the context. We do not want them to be worse off. However, we want them to continue to be motivated to adopt the right behaviors. This conversation on COVID-19 is made possible by Discovery.